Welcome back to Outdoors with me, Lawrence Gunther. Lily has some gift suggestions that'll certainly burn through your gift cards and any pocket money you may have left. We're back at the Montreal Biodome, this time for a walk through the Laurentian Forest exhibit. And I've got a few early reflections on the biodiversity meetings taking place in Montreal, with 190 countries in attendance for this two-week meeting. So let's find Lewis, and then let's go find Lily. Did you know? Hey, Lily. I hope you had a great Christmas, but you must also have some gift cards and some money saved up. Well, well, hopefully. (laughs) What about me? Have you been giving any thought to, you know, what I might like to have for a Boxing Day gift? No, you don't have to give me a Boxing Day gift. gift. (laughs) That's how capitalistic. (laughs) You know, gift cards stress me out because I never know if it's going to work, if I go online, if that application is going to be accessible, Mm -hmm. or if I go to the store... If the card's going to be expired by the time I go to use it, I just find there, or if I'm going to lose it. I mean, it's so easy to lose those things. I'd rather just go out with some cash or my credit card or bank card and buy it and be done with it. But you know what? I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth when it comes to gift cards. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, um, more personal than a gift card, unless, you know... The gift card is for a sporting goods store. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> you, you might, uh, you, why not blow something on something real? So here's 12 suggestions for the outdoor person in your life. Ah, so here's some ideas of what I can spend my gift card on. I've got a couple now. Okay, what are they? Yeah, okay. Number one, Whitewater Lightweight Tech Hoodie. Hmm. Yep. Whitewater's new lightweight tech hoodie delivers a triple dose of technology to keep anglers dry, protected from solar radiation, and smelling fresh. Thank God. Mm-hmm. 100%, per- 100% <laughs> polyester interlock fabric delivers supreme next-to-skin comfort while wicking perspiration to keep anglers comfy and dry. Sounds like a diaper. No, you know what? It's really hard to get a good shirt you can wear out there in the heat, you know, but I don't like to wear a lot of sunblock on my body. So a long sleeve shirt that doesn't make you really hot, that Mm -hmm. dries really quick, that blocks the sun and doesn't make you smelly. Yeah. UPF 30 provides both UVA and UVB skin protection that effectively blocks over 96% of ultraviolet radiation. Finally, an antimicrobial treatment control and prevents odors, including the permastink that can infiltrate untreated polyester garments. Oh, permastink. Yeah. 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 You have a few shirts that are like that. I know. I know. They need to go in the campfire. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) So say hello to your new favorite fishing or gym shirt. Yeah. It's uh, $34.99. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, Number two, Blocker Outdoors Heritagem jacket oh paradigm interesting word uh lightweight agility warmth and reliability are key features needed when you venture from the outdoors the paradigm jacket not only meets those needs but exceeds them Hmm. doubling as a layering piece or pure outerwear the dwr treatment and ripstop fabric give this jacket toughness as well as water protection I like layer ideas. You know, you got a wicking layer on the base next to your skin, and then you got some warmth, like a nice fleece, and depending how cold it is, how thick your fleece is, and then a nice shell to block the wind and keep the rain from getting you soaked. That's the best way, because you yeah. can really uh, 
you know, dress according to the weather that way and change as the day goes on. The insulated and smooth poly spandex fabric and stretch panels provide durability and warmth for ice fishing, cold weather boating, or shopping for other fishing gifts. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking. Uh, six, it retails for $64.99. Not bad. No, for a jacket, not at all. Uh, number three, Daiwa Devex soft-sided coolers. Oh, yeah? Uh, from the inside out, the convenient coolers contain a no-seam line. They're buffered by soft insulation between it and the outer material. Hmm. Seamlessness promotes durability and eliminates cracking. On the outside, the soft-sided cooler is protected with a long-lasting marine vinyl, which is easily washed clean. The zippered top opens wide for easy access and folds down and snaps into place for transport. Three cool. sizes available. So okay. they, the price starts at forty nine ninety nine. That's not bad for a cooler, you no. know? Yeah, not bad. And, and the soft ones sometimes are better because uh, they take less space. You mm -hmm. know, they sort of crunch <clears throat> up a little bit. Totally. Uh, number four, Hummingbird Helix 5SHIRP GPS G3PT. <laughs> so what is that? It's a fish finder sonar system. So uh -huh. This is a fish finder and mapping system combined into one. So you can put your bathymetric maps in there. It shows you what's underwater in terms of the lake structure. And it can show you the fish at the same time down there. So you're not really, this isn't really a gift guide. This is just your Christmas list, huh? Well, it's for the <laughs> outdoor person, not just me. Now, this is your Christmas list. You seem to know more about these products than I do. I do my homework. So this is the description, even though you seem to topped everything off. Oh. Uh, for on-the-go anglers, whether it be via smaller watercraft like John-style boats. Oh, I like that idea. Mobile, yeah. Canoes or kayaks. Yeah. It's tough to beat the features-to-value ratio of the Hummingbird Helix 5 Chirp GPS G3PT. When you're shopping for something like this, you want to make sure you get one that has the audio feature that allows you to understand what's down there with sound. So it makes little chirpy sounds when there's bait fish. You want to have that fish finder making the sounds so that you can understand what's actually going on down there in terms of the fish, the number of fish, the size of fish, and they can all do it with the different sound noises that these things can make. Mm -hmm. It can be a little annoying if they go off too often, you know, everyone's going to get upset about that because it's just way too chirpy. But uh, if it's a good system, it, it will just tell you when there's something down there for real and not just a leaf drifting yeah. underneath the boat. Yeah. For sure. It also makes a great travel fish finder for taking on trips where boats are rented or fly-ins are involved. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. With built-in auto chart, mapping uncharted waters is a breeze and makes finding fish a lot easier. The portable Helix 5 also features a 5-inch widescreen color display, dual-spectrum Chirp 2D sonar, internal GPS with hummingbird base map, and auto chart live built-in. <laughs> and compatibility with Lake Masters and Navionics premium fishing charts. Take all these features on the go thanks to a portable shuttle carrying bag, battery charger, and suction cup transducer. The, it retails for $469.99. It seems like a lot, but you know, that's not a bad price for something like that. Nope. Number five. Minn Kota Endura Max 55. That's like what we have on the uh, the blind fishing boat, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for operators of smaller boats or square transom canoes 
who fish hard to reach waters, nothing beats the precision transom control of the Minn Kota Endura Max 55, which provides 55 pounds of thrust, yet requires only one 12 volt battery that's a big battery but it's uh big or small depending <clears throat> on how big you want to get it and how much you want to carry it i i went to a lithium battery this year and mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot easier to carry around than a 60 pound uh lead acid battery that's for sure uh available in either a 36 or a 42 inch shaft length mm-hmm. the endura max 55 has seen action around the globe and is considered the most durable reliable and hard working transom mountain motor on the water it also features a lever lock bracket with 10 positions including a quick release mm-hmm. a telescoping tiller provides easy and comfortable operations of the motor whether in forward or reverse speed setting the price is three hundred and nine ninety nine. That's not bad, you know, for for a motor. It's it's about equivalent to a one and a half horsepower gas engine. So you're not going anywhere fast. And if you go full speed, you can go for about an hour. But who goes somewhere full speed in, in, with a little electric motor like that for an hour? You Trust know. you don't go anywhere full speed <laughs> with that motor. No, no. If you need to get somewhere that far away fast, you better be finding some other way of getting there because this isn't going to do it. You're not getting back, that's for sure. See, when we're on the boat, I operate the big motor and Theo operates the little wimpy, dimpy, the, that's ha- a, that's an electric motor. motor. <laughs> but that's a, that's a different one on the front of the boat. That's more for uh, precision stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you know that electric motor, we use it 90% of the time and the gas one, maybe 10 percent of the time yeah. yeah that thing theo likes to think he's uh he's racing something with a little remote control oh, stop it stop. it's just it's got a lot of features so it's pretty cool yeah uh number six heat hog eighteen thousand btu lp portable heater oh, oh dad <laughs> ice fishing here we come yeah this really is your christmas list um looking for a better ice fishing and hunting propane heater we were too then we, we discovered the indoor outdoor safe 18,000 BTU Heat Hog. It features a piezo ignited pilots and shield, tilting and adjustable heat angles, curved plaques for greater heating area, and a rear dock where two additional one pound propane cylinders are warmed to optimize their BTUs when screwed into place. Huh. Also available in a smaller 9,000 BTU model. And this, the price ranges from $180 to $120. Yeah, that's not bad. That's the going rate for these things. And if you're going to use a propane heater in a closed space, hey, everyone, bring a CO2 alarm system because... Carbon monoxide is a thing. Yeah, CO1, carbon monoxide. You don't smell it. You don't smell the lack of oxygen in there, but uh, it will make you go to sleep and it It will kill you. Yeah, Yeah, we're learning about that in chemistry right now. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Daiwa Divec Dry Bag Backpack. Oh, a backpack, cool. Tactically hardcore on the outside, the 100% waterproof bag is constructed with light but durable tarpaulin nylon PVC coated material to resist wear and tear. Despite the ruggedness, the dry bag backpack... <laughs> Dry bag backpack. Dry bag backpack. <laughs> Material is surprisingly <laughs> soft and overall weight is not burdensome. All seams are robustly and reinforced as well, knowing that users will push spatial limits. 
features a top side handle, padded shoulder strap, and rollover snap design. And it features at $79.99, which isn't that much for a good backpack like that. No, no. And if you're getting into canoes and uh, kayaks and boats and it's raining or there's splashing or you're around water, you want something that you can put down and it's not going to get everything inside is going to get soaked, right? This is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you need the waterproof. For sure. Number eight, Ego S2 slider landing nets. Yeah, yeah, a good landing net, you know, not just for catching the fish, but for making sure the fish are uh, not getting injured inside the net. And that takes a special kind of net. Ego says the S2 slider is the most advanced handle extension on the planet. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to argue. The interchangeable system accommodates over 30 net heads, accessories, and handles. Wow. To that, there's a combined 19 hoop sizes and mesh types to choose from. We're partial to the flat bottom PVC coated mesh models. They properly support and protect the fish for release of respected sports fish while also lessening hook tangles. And this, the price of this is $109.99. How many nets do I have downstairs in the workshop, right? Don't ask. <laughs> that is a can of worms we will not be opening Well, you today. know, there are fish are all different sizes. You can't just, it's not just one net's going to do it all, right? You got to have the right yeah. net for the job. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Number nine, eagle claw hook kits. Ah, they, these are fun. Nothing like open up in a box and then you got all the kit right there, all the equipment you need, the terminal tackle. Everything's all laid out for you, well organized. Nothing yeah. like it. Sounds, I love that. I think it's, that, that, that sounds just like a you thing, Dad. <laughs> no, they make kits for people like me and it's not just me. There's other people who like those kits. Oh boy. Uh, when in doubt, kit it out. The leading American brand in hooks and terminal tackle offers over 40 technique and species-specific fishing kits. The hand-selected kits are designed for grab-and-go fishing at its simplest. Prices depend on contents. They weigh, they're they about anywhere from 15 to $25, and you can get them for oh, things that's pretty like... pretty good. They only have for panfish, for crappie, for walleye, and then saltwater kits. They, they've got kits for everything, mm. and Eagle Claw makes good stuff. Good stuff at a good price. Eagle Claw. They've been around for over 100 years. What? Mm-hmm. 100 years? Yeah, oh, making man. books. Wow, that's crazy to think 100 years ago it was only 1922. <laughs> okay, number 10, Canvas Cutter Summit Bedroll. This is cool. Oh, yeah. Considering that you showed up from sale the other day with a cot that I you know. said I... would be used for your ice fishing hut. Now I need a bedroll. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, adventure angling is a thing. Pack light, break brush, and get into remote fishing. Narnias were only chickadees or toucans travel, but you need a flop a night or two to make the trek worth it. Canvas Cutter's hyper-packable Summit Bedroll is built on a 210D ripstock nylon, making small rocks and rough ground less threatening to the sleep system. Seams are taped, and the entire nylon shell is coated in a highly breathable TPU film, providing protection in dry sleeping conditions during stormy weather. A built-in mesh screen thwarts black flies or the dreaded CD fly, paracord D-loops at the four corners and above the head and a foot allow you to use the summit without a pull system. 
from $335. This is a full bed system with a, a mattress inside, a waterproof zipper bag, and your sleeping bag goes in there or whatever you want to use to keep yourself warm depending on the weather conditions. And then you just zip it up. You don't need a tent. You just sleep on the ground or on your cot in your ice shack. Number 11, National Geographic Expedition Cruise. Ah, wow. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, experiencing the Galapagos Island on an expedition is an unrivaled experience. Going aboard the 96 Guest National Geographic Endeavor 2, equipped with tools for exploration, promises an in-depth encounter with all its wonders. Zodiac to pristine beaches, kayak or stand-up paddleboard along volcanic shores, and discover the undersea through daily snorkeling or the glass-bottom boat. <gasps> oh my god, I want to do this. That's amazing, eh? Uh, you'll encounter abundant wildlife, blue-footed boobies, flightless cormorants, Darwin's finches, pink flamingos, giant tortoises, and the wildlife of Galapagos is legendary for being without fear in the presence of humans. Oh, <laughs> Many islands have their own endemic species, and you'll see a panoply of Galapagos' creatures in their native habitats on land and in the sea. Isn't that where the vet, you know, the boyfriend of that one character in no. uh, Shit's Creek, he went there, right? The, no. Yeah? Ted, Ted, Ted went, went to the... Uh, he went to the Galapagos yeah. to study yeah, flies the, That's and what this is. Giant Galapagos turtles are my favorite. <laughs> uh, and last but not least... Last one. Drum roll. I didn't even know what it was until I read it now. Now I'm sighing and rolling my eyes at you, Dad. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. No. <laughs> no. There you go. He's been. No, let me do it again. Let me okay. do it again. There, okay. there you go. Yeah. Number 12. Number 12. Just so you know, he's been waiting to use that sound effect forever. <laughs> All right. Number 12. Pay it forward with a donation to none other than. Bluefish Canada. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Be proud of yourself there, Dad. That was a real great shameless plug. Uh, you're not done. Oh, no. Okay, fine. I'll give the spiel. I'll give the spiel. Okay. You can give the gift of helping secure the future of fish and fishing through a donation to the Bluefish Canada charity. Programs include nature stewardship, education programs hosted by passionate and knowledgeable volunteers throughout Canada. Bluefish Canada also undertakes fish abundance and habitat restoration and resilience projects and the research to make sure that we do actually work for fish. The charity operates on the principle of one health. What's good for nature is good for us. We need to give as much as we take or more. Visit bluefishcanada.ca to make a secure one-time or monthly donation or sign up to become a volunteer, receive the bi-weekly bluefish news, or keep track of the latest bluefish radio podcasts. <laughs> Thanks, Lily. Outdoor Adventures here we are back at the Biodome in Montreal. Only this time, we're going to take a walk through the Laurentian Forest. 
Now we're getting we're getting into the um, Laurentian Maple Forest. The Laurentian Mountains are some of the oldest mountains in the world. I yes, understand. Yes, exactly. They're so old they don't have mountain tops like you would think as a mountain. They're, They're just rounded off exactly, giant hills. Yeah, and because of all the glaciers, they got like cleaned up, so no sharp uh, summit. I remember seeing them when I could see a little bit as a kid. Yep. They looked more like almost like illusions on the horizon because it's flat land like and then this bumps. giant round <laughs> boat. Yeah. You think what is that? Here we're in front of uh, the river otters. Uh, right oh yeah. Now they're, um, they are sleeping. Sometimes they just dig into mud to get a, a hole so they can rest. Mm -hmm. So we created one for them. So little little dens kind of thing almost. Yes, exactly. So how many otters? Yeah. We have two, two yeah, a couple. Yeah. And are they having offspring? <laughs> Not those two, but we used to have some. Yeah. Uh, maybe eventually they get to know each other better and yeah. maybe we're going to have some, uh, some babies, but not yet. They fish or more plants? Are these plant eaters? or They're carnivorous, so they, they will eat fish, uh, but frogs, small mammals, um, uh, let's say mice, for example. Yeah. Uh, here we feed them uh, essentially with fish or pieces of fish, actually, yeah. and sometimes with um, uh, grounded meat. And can people see them swimming like uh, through the side of the aquarium? Uh, yeah. Or you're looking down at them or no, through we're, the side? No, they're like right in front of us. Actually, where I stand now, yeah. the otter is at the height of my eyes. Okay, wow. Well, and just beneath, yet. there's the water. So you can see them through a glass when they're in the water. Yeah. Or you can see them uh, walking on the rocks if they're outside the water. Oh. They hold hands when they swim. No. Yeah, yeah. so they don't Aww. separate. Aww. But they're, I hear they're vicious, though, to humans. They are, actually. They're uh, mustelids. I don't know if it's the exact word in English. Yeah. Um, and then the family of ferrets. So here on the right, there's a beaver dam. Oh, yeah. So there's a tree in front of you. Yeah. Uh, it's a trunk of yeah. a birch tree. We can see the beaver, um, the beaver dam and the beaver lodge on the right. So they, do they get branches to chew on and build things with? Yes. Nice. So we have to put some, some trees so they can gnaw on it because their teeth are uh, growing all year long. It's sometimes also every year we have to take them to the vet uh, to make sure teeth are not too big. Grind them down? Yes. Yeah. So that's... Um, that's chewed off by a beaver. Exactly. Wow, that's so that's we, well done. Actually... Like, <laughs> like if I, I feel the stump here and... And it's almost like someone cut a whole bunch of sides with a saw. It's, to, uh, it's amazing. Recreate what you would see if you were to go in the actual mm -hmm. Laurentian forest. Beavers are coming back. Here we have the raccoon. So they're in front of us. A house in a tree, sleeping in, uh, in that house, made of branches and pieces of wood. How many raccoons are there? We have two. Yeah. So, so you have two of everything, like your Noah's Ark here. It's a way to keep them active. Yeah. If they're alone, it's uh, they're gonna get lazy, and it's it's not really good for their health. Yeah. Uh, for their psychological health, um, firsthand. Yeah. So uh, if they're not too territorial, we'd, we'll get two. Uh, we'll see the links later on. Now there's uh, either the female with the babies or the male, but they're not all together because the male would attack the babies now. It would, eh? Yes. Yeah, and I heard the males, male cats will eat the eat kittens the yes. to push the females back into heat so again so they can break. the same thing with links. We'll get close to the wall. Yeah. 
All right, go. Yeah. You touch it. You feel it. Oh, wow. It well, feels like a whole bunch tall, of roots. You're tall enough. If you turn around and touch oh. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So we're under the... Oh, this is the dam. Feeling the dam here above me. It's all made of wood, so, twisted together with mud. So now we're underneath. You can see uh, the water. Okay. And when they're in the... Uh, the lodge, there's a camera, so we can see them right now, they're sleeping. Both are sleeping. Lily, what are they doing? Oh, they're sleeping. One of them's actually waking up or maybe rolling over right now. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute, and their tails are just like the actual, you know, like the beaver tail cookie, the pastry. Yeah. They look just like that. Wow. They're so cute. So for many animals, we do have some cameras in their uh, exhibit to make sure they, they're in their the elf. Yep. At night, if there's a problem, we always have somebody uh, in charge to uh, for emergencies. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a, that's good. So here we have the lynx habitat. The recent development of the baby lynx. Yes. And how and many babies are there? We can see them. We can see the mother without the three cubs. So the lynx is it? Does it go by other names as well? Uh, that's a lynx. Yeah. And the bobcat in the same animal family, yeah. but it's not the same species. So those are not um, bobcats, they're really lynx. Yes, okay. They look really alike. The next would be a, a cougar, cougar with the next size up, I guess. Way bigger. <laughs> yeah, much bigger. And, yeah. and more, uh, even more dangerous for us. Oh yeah. yeah. How yeah. many babies are in there with the mom? Three. Three babies? Yes. Oh, they're so cute. They're wrestling. <laughs> are they? Yeah. No way. Yeah, they're, uh, they're yeah. jumping around. How old are the uh, cubs? Not even four months old. Now. Yeah, okay, so they're getting pretty big. Yeah, they're big, but they're still such babies. Like, they're jumping around and playing and tipping over. Oh, no wonder there's so many kids here. They're typical babies. <laughs> they enjoy Baby climbing kids. a tree, Climbing though. a tree, yeah. It's climbing a tree. They have huge, huge feet. <laughs> Do they? The babies have huge feet. Wow. Oh, they have really large paws, so yeah. for the species, actually, oh, it, could, it could walk on the snow. Snowshoes. Yeah, exactly. Built-in snowshoes. <laughs> yeah. You can smell them, too, eh? You can smell, like, there's five cats living in there. Ammonia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So far, the big news coming out of the biodiversity meeting, the COP15 meeting in Montreal, is Canada's commitment to spend $800 million to set up four indigenous, conserved, and protected areas in northern parts of Canada. This will be in northern BC, the Northwest Territories, up around Great Slave Lake, northern Ontario, around James Bay, and up in Nunavut. Hey, it's a good start. I'll be back with more information on what came out of these biodiversity meetings in the next episode of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther. I want to thank Nazreen Abdel-Majid. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.